Raising kids is one of the hardest jobs in the world. Can I get a witness? Parenting is incredibly difficult. There's no manual to follow. It seems like when we get one thing figured out or one thing starts to work, everything changes and we have to be willing to pivot constantly. It just seems like we can never get ahead with our parenting and our kids always need something. In today's episode, I can't wait to share with you how you can avoid burnout with your kids. This is an important episode. I hope that you share this episode with your spouse. I hope you share it with a friend because it can become so easy to be wrapped up in everything that our kids need and miss out on the most important aspect of what it means to parent and shepherd our children well. I am so excited to share with you these five ways to avoid burnout with your kids. Let's get started. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy day to hang out with me. It's so much fun. It is my favorite part of the week to get to chat with you. If this is your first time listening, I want to give you a very warm welcome and say thank you for taking a chance on this podcast today. If you are a returning listener, I always, always love hanging out with you. And I just, I say that every episode, but it is so true. And I just am so appreciative to you for coming back and hanging out. My name is Ashley Freehand, and I am the founder of The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community and education platform specifically designed to help support and educate mom photographers. I know how hard it can be being a mom and being a photographer and juggling all the things and trying to maintain some sanity in there as well. And so this podcast is exactly what you need in order to find that balance or feel that balance, I guess is the best way to put it. And so in addition to this podcast, I also have a group coaching program called the Side Hustler to CEO. This is a six-month accelerator program for those mamas who are ready for more support, who are ready to create more sustainability, more profitability, but while working less and maintaining 
focus. Because really, that is the most important part when you own a business is not necessarily having more time, but just spending that time more wisely. Before I invite people into joining that program with me, I do ask that they go through a five-day free Passion to Profit Challenge. So if you have not had a chance to participate in the challenge yet, I invite you to join us. You can head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash challenge for more information, but this five-day challenge will help you jumpstart your passion for photography into the profitable business that you dream of. Because everybody's dream for their business looks different. And so this challenge will help you navigate what that looks like and create a profit plan that's tailored for you and your business. Okay, friend, so let's get personal. If you have been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I love this part of the episode where I get a chance to just connect with you. I want you to know me on a personal level, and I want to know you on a personal level. So I always have a question of the episode as well, which is coming up next. But during this personal section, I love to just share a little bit of insight um, into my life or behind the scenes in my business. So today, I want to share with you some extremely exciting news. I am going to be hosting an online summit coming up in just a few months, and I am so excited. However, there's so many steps that need to take place. There are so many moving parts and different things that I have to sort of figure out. And so I joined this program called Summit in a Box Accelerator, and I am so stoked to be in this program. So I too, as a coach myself, also hire coaches because I think it is so important to have someone who knows what to do, who has been in my shoes and can give me the steps that I need to take in order for this to become a successful event. So I cannot wait to share more details with you, but just know that this is coming. It is specifically for mom photographers. It's going to be an event that you don't want to miss. There's going to be so many incredible speakers and I cannot wait, but I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share what's going on behind the scenes. I have this like excitement and nervousness in my stomach. Whenever you embark on something new that you've never done before, it can feel really scary. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that I feel scared too sometimes and that there are things in my business that are new and that are exciting, but also terrifying. And so just know that it's so important to take risks in your business and to do things outside of your comfort zone and to always be experimenting. If you caught episode 107, I talked a lot about experimenting and how important that is. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go back and do so. All right, so here's my question for you. This is the part of the episode where you get to connect with me. Over on Instagram, my handle is at the purpose gathering. I would love for you to reach out and answer this question for me. What would you say is the hardest part about being a parent? Okay, I know that is such a loaded question, but I really want you to dig deep. I want you to kind of ponder this question while you're listening to the episode and kind of figure out like, 
what is that one thing in your life as a parent where you're like, gosh, this is just really hard? That's the thing I want to talk to you about. That's what I want you to connect with me on because I feel like it is so important to share the struggles, to lean on each other. We were not meant to do life alone. And when we hold in all of this anxiety and stress and we don't allow ourselves to process it, it just gets worse. And so that's not what I want for you. And so reach out to me. I can't wait to connect with you over on Instagram. It really makes my day to hear from listeners and really get to connect on a deeper level with you. So don't be shy and come say hi. Hey, that rhymes. And I totally didn't even mean to do that. Okay, are you ready? Let's get into the five ways that you can avoid burnout with your kids. Number one, you're not going to like this one but prioritize yourself. And maybe some of you love this one. Maybe you're like, yes, I am really good at this. But it's my guess that I think more of you struggle with this than not. So it's really important if you want to avoid burnout with your children that you are taking time for yourself. Okay, make time for the things that you want to do. Okay, don't use your kids as an excuse for the fact that you can't go to the gym or that you can't go get a pedicure or that you can't do whatever it is that you want to do. Trust me when I say this. I say this with the utmost love for you because I personally have done this and I played the victim mom for a really long time and blamed my kids for the fact that I couldn't take care of myself. And so there's no shame if that's you right now. And really, there might be things going on where you're like, it just does make it harder, Ash. You just don't understand. Well, I I do understand, but I also want you to step out of that mindset because if you stay there for too long, you will harbor bitterness and resentment towards your children. I've been there. I've done that. It's not fun. Um, it's not freeing. And I want you to live in freedom. I want you to have time for yourself. And so that that's the first step, really, is to prioritize yourself and make time for the things that you want to do. I say this a lot on the podcast, but if you don't prioritize your self-care, no one will. And it's really important that you advocate for it. If there is something that you want to do and your kids are overstepping the boundary, which we'll get to in step two, it's really important that you set the expectations clear for them. I also want to point out that self-care doesn't have to be by yourself. I think this is also a common misconception. You can take care of yourself with your kids around. You can teach them to take care of themselves as well. We as mamas are responsible for setting a good example for our kiddos. And if we don't raise our children to see the importance of self-care, then when they grow up, they are going to fail to take care of themselves. And we don't want that. And so it's really important that we model what it looks like to work out, to eat healthy, to 
have quiet time, right? To have downtime, I think is a better way to put it. Because our kids so often are so busy, they don't really recognize the fact that rest and downtime are really important. And so it's our job to model that. And finally, it's important that you recognize your triggers. Okay, this is something that has been really empowering for me to know. It's also been something that I've been working with my counselor on because triggers happen out of nowhere. And if we're not tracking our triggers and if we are not becoming self-aware of our triggers, they will just continue to trigger us years to come. And, you know, maybe we'll never even figure out what is going on or why that's happening. And so it's important that you recognize what triggers you and also be able to course correct before you explode. And so this is something that I think can be really hard, but becoming self-aware and that's part of taking care of yourself, okay, is, is really recognizing when things are stressful, and how you can eliminate the stress before it happens. Okay, number two, I kind of alluded to this already, and I want to talk about setting and enforcing clear boundaries with your children. This is another way that you're going to avoid burnout, being consistent with your children. Kids will not admit this, but they crave boundaries. They need them. It helps them grow in a healthy way. And so having these boundaries and these expectations are important. I have a few complimentary episodes that I'm going to put in the show notes because I feel like I always, when I'm kind of doing these episodes, I always want to go in and dive deep But I know that that's not the point of this episode. This episode is really to help you avoid the burnout. And then I'm going to give you some more specific episodes to kind of follow up if you need help in another area. But these boundaries can look like things like a wake-up boundary, like allowing your kids to wake up when they wake up, but letting them know that you are not going to be available to do things for them until a certain time. That's what I call a wake-up boundary. So in my house, it used to be 7 a.m. when they actually had school. But now that we homeschool, my wake-up boundary is between 7.30 and 8. I want to say 8. That's what I tell my kids. But then sometimes I realize that, you know, they might need a little bit from me. So maybe I'll make my wake-up boundary that morning, 7.30. And so, um, but they know that it's mostly 8 o'clock. And so that just means like, hey, you can come downstairs, you can come in my room, you can say good morning, but like, don't expect anything from me until after 8. Now, of course, if you have young kids, this is going to be different, but I think you can still set the boundary and the expectation and just sort of modify it a little bit, if you will. Okay. I also, on that same note, you can have a bedtime boundary. So our kids are 7 and 10, and they go to bed at 7, between 7 and 7.30 every night. And when I say go to bed, I don't necessarily mean fall asleep. So our youngest, he usually is exhausted, and he will fall asleep when he hits the pillow. Our older one, on the other hand, might like to stay up and read in her room, or she might like to be doing like crafts or something on her craft table. But the boundary is when it's 7.30, you are in your bedroom. Whether you're sleeping or not, like, you know, 
We're okay with that to an extent, but that's our boundary too, so that my husband and I have time without our children. And so that is really important. Again, doesn't mean they have to be asleep by that time, but that's the bedtime boundary. It's time for you to wind down. It's quiet time. You know, it's this daddy and I's time together. Like you don't expect anything right now. (laughs) And it kind of sounds harsh, but it's not. It's the boundary that we have enforced and set into place so that we can avoid burnout with them, right? We're with our kids all day long, and it's important that that we have some separation and some time apart as well. Another boundary that you could set up is a checklist for your children so that you are not constantly reminding them of all the things they need to do. How exhausting can I get an amen? I have something for you. If you head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash checklist, you can grab my checklist that I have for both of my kids. You can make a copy of it on Google Docs and go in and change to match for your kiddos. But it's incredible. It's allowing your children to take ownership of their own responsibilities so that you're not the one who's always making sure they're doing what they're supposed to. I heard this saying once that always stuck with me that said, for every child who forgets, is a mom who reminds. And I just thought it was so empowering because it is so true. If we want our children to take ownership of their own responsibilities, then we cannot be in charge of always reminding them. Because if we are always reminding them, they will never remember themselves. And so this checklist empowers them. It gives them the reminder that they need until it becomes automatic. So this checklist includes like a morning checklist, an afternoon checklist. I think it might be after school is what it's called, after school checklist, and then an evening checklist. Some other boundaries that you might want to set with your kiddos could include mealtime boundaries or privacy boundaries, right? Like asking your children to knock before they come in or asking your children to wait before they start talking to you through the door when you're going to the bathroom. I mean, how annoying is that? Again, you'll have to modify these based on the age of your children. But again, don't don't discount the fact that your children are capable of more than you think they are. Um, I remember at such as my children were young, like I just would be like, oh, you know, they don't understand this or they can't help with this yet. And I totally undermined the fact that they are way more capable than I give them credit for. And so don't let your children still walk all over the boundary just because you think they're not old enough. Obviously, you have to start at some point. And so even if they're young, just modify the boundary a little bit. And another thing that I want to mention here is that sometimes you don't know what boundaries you need until the the boundary has been crossed and you're like, huh, I never realized that was so upsetting to me. So when that happens, make a note of it and then create a boundary around whatever that was. Okay, number three, let's talk about creating routines and traditions. Think about what your kids are always asking for. Are they always asking to watch a show? Are they always asking for treats or snacks or going to the park or just fill in the blank? What are your kids 
always asking for. Then I want you to set a family rule or a routine with them and choose what days of the week are okay for them to watch a show. What days of the week is it okay that they have sweets on? Fill in the blank for whatever works for your family. But if you have a routine in your schedule where your children know, then they can always expect that your answer will be the same. Now, if you're the kind of mom who's like, well, I don't really want to have a routine, like, I just kind of want to like go with the flow, then that's cool. Just know that you're going to be asked on a repeated basis if you don't have this sort of set in stone. And so I think that it's important to sort of have this routine that just cuts down on that back and forth bickering of like, oh, you always ask me this, stop asking me this, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I just, I hate being asked the same question every single day. So I just decided to pick a day for technology and then pick a day that they can have sweets and that kind of thing. And it's just worked out perfectly. Also, keep in mind that traditions are so important for a family dynamic. And this is what's going to help create this bond between you and your children, this bond between your children and their siblings. And so coming up with some different traditions is really important. So in our family, we like to do movie night once a week on Fridays. We buy some frozen pizzas at the grocery the, the Monday before. We pop those in and we have movie night on the couch, and we usually watch a show that's on Hulu or Netflix or a movie. Sorry, not a show. And um, we all try to decide. We kind of rotate who gets to choose. And it's a really fun tradition, and our kids will never let us forget about it. Now, we do that movie night every other Friday. And then on the off Fridays that we're not doing the movie night, we do special dates with our children. So we only have two. And so we're able to take each one with a parent. So I might go with my daughter and my husband will go with my son. And then when we do date nights again, we switch. So then I get to go on a date with my son and my husband gets to go on a date with my daughter. And so this has really worked out incredibly well. It is so fun. We each get a budget of $30. We usually will go either out to eat, get some dessert, um, play a game at a restaurant. We've also done movies at Fat Cats or whatever the kids want to do. We've done like laser tag. Um, We haven't done miniature golf yet, but that's one that might be really fun. And so we just allow the kids to pick what they want to do with us. We sort of collaborate and help with them. But it's an awesome tradition to have our kids look forward to this one-on-one time. Now, if you have more than one kid, you can still do this. You can still rotate having a one-on-one special date with each parent. And it just might take a little bit longer. It might not be twice a month, but um, you're still able to work that into your family dynamic. Okay, let's talk about the fourth way to avoid burnout with your kids. I think it is extremely important to be checking in with your children individually and having one-on-one time with them every single day at least for 10 minutes. And this might sound hard if you have a lot of kids, but again, I am telling you this special time is absolutely crucial in order to avoid burnout. 
A lot of times when kids are annoying or defiant, it's because they're lacking a fundamental need. So kids have a need for attention, like positive attention, and they also have needs for positive control. And if they're not getting those in positive ways, then they will act out in disobedience. I have a really great podcast episode all about this that I will be sure to link in the show notes. And that one is called The Four Things Your Kids Need the Most. I can tell when I haven't had special time with my kids. They even now, since we've been doing it for so long, they ask for it. They are recognizing the fact that they are acting out because they haven't had connection with me. And I give them those words to use. So if I see that they're kind of being a little bit annoying when they keep popping in when I'm working or they keep, you know, mommy, look, mommy, look, I will look at them and I will say, oh my goodness, are you just needing some attention right now? Do you want to have special time? And so I have kind of given them that realization as they've been growing up of, yeah, you're right. I really do need some attention right now. And so now they ask for it. And then the same is true if you see your child being so defiant. And I know it's hard. Trust me, I get it. I don't want to play with my kids when they're being rude to me. I 100% understand. But there comes a time where you have to like put that aside, take your feelings, the personal attack out of it and just say, okay, what does my child really need right now? They could be treating me with the most, you know, disrespectful tone in their voice, but I know that they need me. They need me to break them out of this fit. (laughs) And so how can we make things funny? How can we make things light? What can we do to change the mood and change the tone? So I think that's really important. I also think like circling back to this idea of spending one-on-one time with our kids, I think it's important in addition to that, because during special time, I recommend that you allow your kids to choose what they want to do with you within reason, obviously, but not always feeling like you have to set the expectation and you have to choose, like allow your child to say, this is what I want to do with you and try to be okay with that like 95% of the time, okay? Um, We do have some boundaries around special time that when we do that, it has to be connection time, like it's not going to be tech time. Um, It's got to be something that we're doing like face-to-face or reading a book together or something like that. Um, But I think it's really important that you find things that you enjoy doing with your kids. I think before I started homeschooling, it was really easy for me to sort of just pawn the kids off at the park or tell them to go play together or invite friends over to keep them busy. And I never really took the time to teach them the things that I like to do and bring them along and do, you know, the hobbies that I'm interested in. And so I think that's really important is allowing your kids to be a part of that. And also allowing, on that note, allowing your kids to be a part of the things that maybe are not super fun, right? Like grocery planning, you know, planning out what you're going to eat that week. Like that's not always the most fun thing to do, but bringing your kids along for that ride and that journey and allowing them to be a part of the family and have some say can actually go a long way in avoiding this burnout with them. Okay, and number five, lastly, but definitely not least to avoid burnout is to regularly get time away. 
And this is very important, not just for you, but also for your spouse. It's important that you do not feel trapped at home, right? That if you are a mama who stays at home with your kiddos and maybe they're still young and they haven't gone to school yet, they or maybe you homeschool like we do and you are with them 24-7, like this is going to be way important, even more so for you, is to get time away away from the kiddos. It's a really great time for you to be able to just restore yourself, right? This is kind of going back to the self-care from step one, is really making sure that you are prioritizing that time away. So something that you could think about is enlisting your spouse in this and maybe creating a designated time block throughout the week where you get to just go do whatever you want to do. And then maybe your spouse gets the same on a different night. And so you sort of swap and you have this night where you just know this is my night to get away and do whatever it is that I want to do. You could also swap babysitting with a friend who also needs some time away from their kids. And you can have a play date at one house while you get to go have time and then you trade that and then give your friend that same time when she's available. I think that is so crucial. And then finally, you could enlist a mother's helper. So my daughter is 10 years old and she has a standing gig where she goes every single week for three hours and hangs out with a little two-year-old so that mom gets time with her baby. She can also do a workout if the baby's napping. She can sip some coffee in the quiet and she can just do whatever it is that she wants to do knowing that her child is being cared for and is being entertained. And so I think often we forget to be creative. We forget to think not just necessarily like, yeah, that must be nice, but like, how can I get that? Right? So as you're listening to this today and you're like, I want regular time away, that sounds amazing. Like, I want a standing appointment every single week where I know I get to go do whatever I want. Maybe it's a half day on the weekend. Maybe that's something that you can work out with your spouse. Whatever it is that you need, advocate for it. Find a creative solution in order to make it happen. All right, Mama, I hope that you found value in today's episode and that you learned some new strategies for avoiding burnout with your kids. I cannot wait to hear what you think about this episode. If you would please take a screenshot of this, share it out on Instagram and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. And don't forget to answer the question of the episode, which was, what is the hardest part about being a parent? I can't wait to connect with you over this topic and really get to know a little bit more about you. And just a reminder, if you haven't had a chance to sign up for the free Passion to Profit Challenge, be sure to do that over at thepurposegathering.com slash challenge. And I can't wait to hear how the next five days helps you increase the profitability in your photography business. As always, Mama, I am here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. 
As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.